Yo, we are back. You know what? Screw the intro. Carson Wentz just got traded. Big news. One of the one of the quarterback domino effects have just happened. Steve-O, what's your initial thoughts? Just just give it to me raw right now. No homo. Just give it to me. <laughs> uh, well, it, it makes sense. It's literally the only possible place I could see him going. And at, at the end of the day, Philly did kind of get what they wanted. They wanted a first-round pick for him, and obviously it's a conditional second round. However, with that line, all he has to do is play 70% of the snaps, and they turn that second into a first, which I honestly believe he will – with the line like that, he'll stay protected. And then, you know, obviously he gets to reunite with his old OC. Now, before we even continue on with this Carson Wentz situation – I like how you just said, you know, you automatically see him getting that 70%, you know, behind that defensive line. Now, I my oh, question – or offensive line, I'm sorry. My next question to you would be, so you just let Jacoby Brissett walk then? Unless he wants to come back with a, a minimum deal. That's about it. I mean, you could draft a backup. Which is true, because they might say, screw Jacoby Brissett. We already have Eason, who we're still grooming. You know, we can we can let Jacoby Brissett walk, because mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he's ever going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's already 29 years old, you know. They may just go ahead and cut the ties. Yeah, he could be that guy that's a bridge quarterback. Maybe. But, I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I've already gone on record to say that I think this is a win-win trade. I, I think it's a win-win-win trade. I think it's it's good for all parties. I know Eagle fans are like, well, damn, it doesn't really matter because we're stuck with this 30 mil, you know, worth of salary cap dead space. It still works in your favor because they got the draft capital that they need, and that dead cap space is only for one more year, and you'd go into this next year without any quarterback controversy. And, yes, believe it or not, quarterback controversy to me is definitely worth $30 million because if you uh, – great Bill Parcells used to always say, if you have two quarterbacks, you really have no quarterbacks. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, obviously, Wentz wasn't happy there. He wanted out, and – it was time they drafted Jalen Hurts for a reason. They drafted him in the second round, so obviously they had high hopes for him. And this is his time to shine. Now he has the keys, and it's up to him to do something with it. Right, and um, like you said, behind the Colts offensive line, back with his original offensive coordinator. I mean, this should be set up perfectly for him. We forget that the year that they won the Super Bowl, he finished third in like the MVP race. On mm -hmm. he had a forty got hurt. Yeah, he had a 33 touchdown, seven interception season. Uh, so the the talent it's not the talent. The talent is there. He just needs mm -hmm. to he just needs to get his mind right and put it all together. He has to refine himself. And the Colts is a better situation as well because they're a run heavy team anyway. So they're not going to be reliant on him to sit here and try to make every play, you know, in every situation. They do have a run game that they lean heavily on. Yep, and that's gonna that's gonna help him a lot because I mean, let's face it. They obviously the Eagles tried to run the ball, but they just couldn't. They had a whole bunch of offensive line injuries, pretty much almost every season it seemed like. Mm -hmm. And when he's with the Colts, obviously, like you said, run first, play action. They just got to get weapons. So I mean, they have weapons, but you know, they yeah. just gotta. Get him probably one more weapon. I feel like. I agree. Yeah. But um, with all that being said, let's let's hop right back into the show. Um, this this week's show we're doing the NFC East. If you if you paid attention with us last week, we did the AFC East, and what we're doing is we're going in depth with the NFL offseason division by division up until the NFL draft. So as long as you're halfway listening to the show you will be a, a, a someone who doesn't pay attention to the draft will have some kind of an idea of what's going on come draft night um the first team we're going to touch on since we're obviously 
discussing the NFC East is we're just going to hop right into it. Let's talk about the Eagles and, and their offseason and where they can go from here. Obviously, in 2020, um, the year could have it could have been a lot better year for them. Obviously, injuries destroyed the offense. We're talking about injuries to both tight ends on and off during the year. Miles Sanders is hurt off and on during the year. Uh, every receiver they have on the roster was hurt during the year. The line Offensive hurt. Line. Yeah, like the offense was dismantled. I mean, it's another reason why I hate to sit here and bash went so heavily. But that Eagles offense wasn't going to help them, and it didn't help um, Jalen Hurts as well. What, what you thinking about this season? Uh, I mean, let, let's just face it. They were, they were still in the playoff hunt till about week 15. And the only reason is because they're in the NFC East. If they're mm-hmm. in any other division, they would have been toast a while ago. But, uh, but yeah, Jalen Hurts, he showed. Obviously, they threw him in. Um, I, I don't know if he was ready. He played good. He, he, he showed some flashes, but he, um, for the most part, I don't – going forward, I feel like he will be a good quarterback. But it, last season, it was just tough to see. I mean, you don't have weapons for him. You don't have an O-line. And obviously, no offseason because he's a rookie. Right. So, I mean, you're basically just throwing him in there and seeing what he could do. So, he he showed flashes. He definitely shows he he belongs in the league. But he's going to have to take that next step. Now that you got the keys, you got to show – Eagles fans in the front office that you can be the guy. So obviously that starts with weapons. So in the draft, I feel like they should, they should draft one of the receivers. If they don't, they better get one in the off in free agency, which that's going to be tough to do because they're negative 41 mil in the, in a cap. Yeah. And that's where I was just going to go next. Um, With them having, uh, literally, essentially, no cap. We, I mean, what what moves do you see them possibly doing to even free up a little bit? I mean, maybe we see a, a Zach Ertz trade. Yeah, um, you're, you're definitely going to see either Ertz is either going to get traded or cut. I would be very shocked if he stays because, for one, I don't think he he was very happy with the front office anyway because they couldn't get a contract extension for him. So he's already mad there. You may as well try to get, I don't know, with his age and, like, production. Because he kind of fell off. Because, remember, he was, like, a top five tight end in the league. Some mm-hmm. may say three. And he, he fell off. Obviously, injuries were a big part. But, um, and with his cap space, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a fourth-round pick is probably going to be his for trade value, it's probably going to be a fourth, maybe a third, but I definitely don't see anything higher than a third. Yeah, uh, they have um, they have a few receivers that me and you briefly discussed earlier that will probably be, you know, be seeing the the chopping block as well because I I don't see them holding on to Deshaun Jackson as well. Oh no, yeah, Deshaun Jackson. I mean. He's ten mil. You take a five mil cap hit, five six mil cap hit. Um, so you free up about five mil. Uh, obviously Marquise Goodwin. He sat out. I don't know if you keep him. That that'll clear up another five mil of cap space. But I mean, still there. You're you're how far off? You're you're still way far off to even get to even cap space. Yeah, and at that point, you know. Once you're under, the only people you can sign is, you know, people for the veterans minimum. That's literally yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, the only – I mean, obviously defensive line is their strong suit. So I don't know if you cut one of them. It, it would be tough. The only one that you would even be able to really cut that would make sense uh, from a financial standpoint would be Derek Barnett. Because if you cut him, you got ten and a half mil open right there. And okay. you can get pass rushers through the draft. I was about to say, because Vinnie Curry is an unrestricted free agent for them, too. So if you're getting mm-hmm. rid of Barnett, I mean, you're probably not going to keep Vinnie Curry anyways with him being up there in age. 
Um, yeah. you're, you're essentially looking at more draft capital that you needed. Yeah. Because you got to replace these guys. Now, they also still have to pay people. I mean, they still have to find a way to bring Duke Riley back. Um, if I were them, I'm definitely looking to bring back Jalen Mills. You know, um, uh, you don't think so? I don't know, man. I mean, because like I said, they're, on defense, there wasn't really a strong suit. Like I said, D-line, other than that, nobody really looked the part. Yeah, Jalen Mills was probably their best DB, but I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't see them really bringing back too many people. Um, shoot, let me bring it up. Um, I mean, you can't. At the end of the day, you can't let your whole team walk. No, you can't. You're right. You're right. So, one thing that I saw was obviously Jason Peters. He's old. You, you don't bring him back. No, because he's going to be unrestricted. Jalen Mills is probably the only one that I could see on the defensive side possibly coming back. But I feel like you could get somebody that could produce just like him in the draft with maybe that second round pick that you just got for from Indy. Um, And then I feel like they're going to sign one of either Boston Scott or Corey Clement. Yeah, they don't need both. No, they, so don't, I, they don't need to spend after the, the money year on that Boston Scott had. I, I would probably bring back Scott and let Clement walk, but that's just me. Um, but other than that, there wasn't really too many big players that they need to re-sign. I mean, obviously you're going to sign those guys that are going to be low value and they're going to be basically role player special teamers. You're, you're going to bring those guys back. Mm-hmm. As far as impact players that uh, were free agents, I don't think you really bring any of them back. Yeah, it, I think their situation is just so tough because uh, they just don't have much room. You know, they they can't do anything. They have no wiggle room when it comes to that. So, I and mean, they if have I'm second... them, go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, I was going to say they have the second least amount of cap space, which is. Negative 41, and the Saints have the number one. I forget yeah. with how much, but I know that they have the, the worst cap space. Yeah, the Saints the are sitting at negative 65.5. So yeah. they, they were definitely in kind of a win-now mode. So that that's what made the Saints so difficult. But being back to the Eagles, I mean, their best bet is, like you said, they're gonna have I, their best bet to me is going to be to look to trade a lot of people instead of cutting. Because they're when you cut – a lot of times you're still taking a hit. Obviously, for Hurts, you would not. But I would try to trade Hurts because I feel like Hurts may still have some value as well. There's a lot of teams that still need to tight end. You're not. I'm. You're not going to expect you know to get something too drastic. But if you can get rid of Hurts for maybe a fourth or a fifth, huge. Mm-hmm. If you can get rid of Deshaun Jackson for a fifth or a sixth, huge because Deshaun Jackson's also getting up there. So like those kind of guys, if you can just get anything from them. You need as much draft capital as possible because you don't have any free agents left, uh, any yeah. free agent salary cap left. With all that being said, if we're going to the draft, what's their immediate need right now? I mean, what what what? Right now, you uh, you either go receiver or you protect because their offensive line has been. I mean, obviously, with Peters gone, you got Andre Dillard, and then. Lane Johnson. I don't know how much faith they have in Dillard, but you either go tackle to protect, or you go you, you give them weapons. You just have to. All right, now the, that's they have the sixth pick in the draft. Yep. So at that pick, you can essentially you may essentially have two of the top three receivers still available, and you still may have Kyle Pitts still available. So the options are there. You know, if you're going to yeah. decide, if you're going to go playmakers, the option is going to be there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree with you. They essentially need someone that he'll be able to throw the ball to. Unless, unless they get lucky and Panay Sewell falls into their hands. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. If, if he's there, I don't know how you pass him up. I don't. I mean, I don't see Panay Sewell going past the Bengals, but if they are lucky, it's no way you make that, you know, there's no way you pass on them. And at that point, I guess you go ahead and take one of those guys. And, I mean, even if you're them, I don't even know if you take a 
Devontae Smith if he's there because they have enough of little receivers. They they're gonna need some big bodies. They did get yep. Mims last year, but we're still waiting to see what Mims can do. Yeah, that's true. Now let's say uh Panacea does fall to six and the Chargers come calling because the Chargers need a lot of protection. Do you think they trade down? Now the Chargers may be they have picked thirteen. They may be a little too far down, and I, why I say that is because if you drop, if you're the Eagles and you drop the 13, you basically just shot yourself in the foot when it comes to looking for a playmaking receiver or Kyle Pitts. There's no way three, the three top receivers are going to fall that far or Kyle Pitts. So you're going to have to look. If you're dropping that far, you're obviously going to be looking to just looking. I, I don't even – I mean – O-line, you'll still be able to take that tackle probably from USC, who will be down there. It just depends on how high you have him on your board. Yeah. And um, maybe. I, they'd have to really – it'd have to be very enticing for me. Honestly, they might have to take off, you know, they might have to take Ertz from me or somebody that I can get rid of some cap space because that may be a little too far down for me with, since my needs are what they are. Yeah, I can definitely see them taking, like, definitely playmakers. That's been their key. They're their kryptonite, basically. They haven't had good playmakers for the last three, four years. And if they did, they they always kept getting hurt. So, and yeah, I mean, with Hurts being, basically, you, you just labeled him your franchise quarterback. Uh, you gotta you got to help him out. And the only there's two ways to help him out. Give them more weapons or protect them, and weapons is probably where they want to go, in my opinion. I'm thinking so too. Um, but either way, you know, it's it's all going to come down to we we say in every episode, it's all going to come down to what they can maneuver in free agency before we can even really discuss the draft, because they may mm-hmm. find a way to you know move a piece or two to get, you know, someone in need. So we it, it, free agency is always the biggest step. Now, I mean, let's say everything is perfect. They get exactly who they want. How do you see their 2020 shaping out to be? Well, since, they, since they're in the division that 8-8 eight and eight can win it. I mean, it's been proven. Uh, I don't know, man. Obviously, you got up front. It's going to depend on uh, health. It's going to depend on health, just like every other team. If they do, if they can limit their injuries, because let's face it, everybody gets hurt. They get hurt. It just depends on how significant and how long. If they can just limit their injuries, stay healthy for the most part up front, and maybe let's say they get Devonte Smith. Now you got some weapons. Um, I feel like I don't know. I'd probably picture them probably between their floor would be six and ten, and their ceiling would be ten and six. I personally have their floor a little bit lower than that. I think their floor can their floor could be <laughs> rock bottom. I, I think their floor could be four games. <laughs> and I hate to say it. I hate to say it. It's just they still need so much. That's the thing. They still need so much. Like you said, the defense, besides the defensive line, isn't good. And we're still yet to see the verdict on the defensive line because, like you said, there's going to be pieces on the defensive line that can be moved or will be moved. And – as an offense, yeah. you know, can Hurts be the guy that can move the ball down the field for you? Is Miles Sanders going to stay healthy? Are you going to find some wide receivers? Are you keeping Ertz? And even if you don't keep Ertz, can Goddard stay healthy enough to show that he's a real number one tight end? I mean, there's just so many questions. So I think their floor can be a lot worse than people think. And I do have their floor at four wins. But on the flip side, like you said, if everything is in a perfect world, if Hurts, you know, doesn't have that, that quarterback controversy monkey on his back. They give him some weapons, and the O-line is halfway decent. Luckily, they only have to be halfway decent because Hurts can move. I think they may be able to get up to about nine wins. Ten is generous because I think their division is going to toughen up a lot, 
but I'm going to say the floor is four. The ceiling is nine. Yeah, that's a fair, fair assessment. Um, so with that being said, since the big news right now is all about the quarterbacks, what is going on with Dak? Dak needs to be signed. I am 99.9% sure that Dallas and Jerry Jones will sign Dak back. And that is going to save their season. And in a nutshell, that's going to win them the division in my eyes. All right. Uh, so you think long-term contract for Dak? It has to be. It has to be because we just seen the the year that they have without Dak. Also, mm-hmm. Dalton is an unrestricted free agent as well. So, if they don't keep Dak, you what? You're signing Dalton again? And I'm sorry, Andy, with that team is not going to win you nine, ten games. I, I don't see it happening again, especially the way their offense doesn't even move the same. Zeke is not a threat, you know, with one of those guys with Andy or any any of those other backups at quarterback. They have to sign Dak back. The whole offense crumbles without Dak. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, offense wasn't really the issue last year when Dak was in. It was the defense. They kept giving up points. They were giving up over 30, 35 points a game Mm -hmm. when Dak was back there. And Obviously, Dak would bring them back and usually fall short. They did have that comeback against Atlanta when they got the onside kick. But for the most part, they just they just fell in too big of a hole and they couldn't come out of it. Um, however, but yeah, like you were saying, they have to sign him to a long term. If they don't and they try to franchise him, he ain't playing. I guarantee it. He will not play on a franchise tag at all. And so, so, yeah, so if they try to franchise tag him, now we will have you see a, a full holdout, or do you think he's just I do through it? And I want to be traded. I mean, actually, he honestly he's he an he's an unrestricted free agent. This is his year to be. He's unrestricted. Because they used the franchise tag on them already. You get you the franchise tag again, though. Oh, man. I, technically, I think you can use up – you can use the franchise tag on the same person, I believe, three times in a row. I know of two. And Kirk Cousins played it twice on the franchise tag, which is crazy. Because remember, got, when you're – It paid out for him. He got his money. Yeah, he did. And – it's one of those because when they're on the franchise tag, they're basically paying top dollar for that position for one year. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, if I'm tech, I don't know, man. I think I'm holding out if, if it's a franchise. If, tech- if, if you get hurt again, bro, if you get hurt again, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough on them. That and that's the thing. He he can't take that franchise tag right now. Coming off that big injury, not not only the worry is not only him getting hurt again. Now the worry is, are you going to be the same guy, the same performer that you was? You know, he was probably on track for five thousand yards. The way they was throwing that ball. Oh yeah, he was probably on track for five thousand yards. It, it was ridiculous. Are you mm-hmm. gonna be that same guy again? You know, so I, I this is a year I know. He's going to, in his head, he's like, yeah, I still can bet on myself because that's just the competitor in him. I know in the back of his mind, he's like, if I have to, I'll bet on myself and we can run it back one more year. That's cool and all, but now you got to think about the long-term effects. If I'm him, I don't sign nothing under three years. Yeah, that, that three years, yeah, I can definitely see that. Like three, three, you're, you're three gonna years be... is getting me through the door. Now, how much is his uh, value? Are you saying 40 mil a year? And see, now we're getting into the nitty-gritty because, you know, with the franchise tag, they take the top five highest-paid players at your position and average it out. That average is already at 39.7 for quarterbacks. Yep. Um, so that's 
and, and the average salary is, is already right at like you know thirty six thousand. So, yeah, after that injury, it's kind of hard to push forty. It's gonna be hard to push forty. If yeah. I'm him, we're gonna dis- we can discuss thirty eight. I actually, if I'm him, I will take thirty eight if it's three or more years, because that's right under the salary cap, literally right under. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting the long term deal even after this gruesome injury. Yeah, thirty eight after an injury like that doesn't sound bad at all. However, you did if you're Dak and you just obviously just got hurt and you saw how they looked without you. That just shows how valuable you are. Because they went from looking like probably close to a 10-win team. Their offense was moving the ball with the, some may say, garbage time. uh, Because a lot of them did come in the second half when they're down by three scores or more. Mm -hmm. But but without that, when Dalton was back, I I know there's a big drop-off between Dak and Dalton. But that offense didn't look the same at all. No. Like it it looked terrible. It went from basically a top five offense to probably easily bottom five offense. Oh yeah, because like, it affected it affected everybody. Now, you know yep. I, I think the only one that can't really complain is Amari Cooper because he was still the number one and his route running so good, I mean I can throw him the ball. Other than that, you know, C D Lamb took a step back. Zeke took the biggest hit because now teams are like, screw this. We can put everybody in the box <laughs> and run cover zero, essentially, because Andy Dalton's older. He's not beating us with his legs anymore anyways. It, it was just ugly. It, it got ugly really quick without that, especially since the offensive line got hurt. Yeah, they were. I don't know if there was a starter at the end of the year. I know Zach Martin did come back in the middle of the year, but for the most part, they were playing with their backups pretty much all across the line. Yep. Just like Philly was. Yeah, so, I mean, moving forward, I feel like if I'm Dallas, you're back to the drawing board either with trying to fix this DB situation or you're back to the drawing board on this offensive line. You have to get either those DBs fixed or that offensive line fixed. Luckily for them, they do have a little bit of space to use, salary cap to use. Now, granted, a chunk of that is going to go away, you know, when they sign Dak. I mean, that's that's yeah. given. Um, but it won't be everything because he was already on the team. So they yeah. can still make some moves. Obviously, it wouldn't be any moves for, like, the bigger guys. But they're also going to have to make tough decisions because at that mm-hmm. point, obviously, you're not bringing Andy Dalton back. I wouldn't bring him back for that much unless he's coming back for the veterans minimum. Um, Sean yeah. Lee. Sean Lee, 35 years old. You let him walk. He has been hurt the last, like, three years. No way you bring as, him back. As, as we would agree, Sean Lee has done a lot for that team. Maybe you can talk him into coming back for a very low contract. Yeah, it would be, be pretty – Pretty close to a veteran minimum. Yeah, that'll be the only way. Um, Cameron Irving, you can probably let walk. He's been hurt and in and out of the lineup since he's been there. Yeah. Um, Not to mention he's a backup either way. Right. Um, Alden Smith, you know, I I would love to bring him back for a full year, but the only way I bring him back is if he's signing for a, a low deal again, because we didn't we don't know what we got with him. Now, someone who there's two guys that they're going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. And and if they don't, obviously this may be where their first-round pick goes to, and that's the cornerback position. Both yep. Shadobi and Jordan Lewis mm-hmm. are unrestricted this year. Now, both of them were the starting corners last year. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. So I don't know which one I would sign. Uh, me, I would probably lean toward Jordan Lewis. I think Lewis has shown a little more potential. Um, and remember, they just drafted Trayvon Diggs. So, and they drafted him in the first round. Yeah, was, was it first? It was the first. That's why I said one okay. of them, one of them won't get signed back. I think it's pretty safe to say 
one yeah. won't get signed back, especially since both of them were starting corners in the league. The salary that they were on was their rookie contract, so now they're going to be looking to get paid. True. Um, so I would I would bring back Jordan Lewis. Obviously, like I said, you got Trayvon Diggs coming back. Uh, you signed one of. You, I mean, obviously, the big name corner is Patrick Peterson. Uh, I don't with with Peterson's age. I don't know how much he's going to be asking. I don't know how much he'll be asking, and at the same time, what am I going to do with him? He's going to want to be your starting outside corner. You drafted mm-hmm. he's to be an outside corner, so now you must be kicking Lewis into the inside. But how are you going to do that when you just paid that man too? So I don't know if they even address the corner situation in free agency. And if they do, I don't think it'll be a big name like that. You don't see that? Because if I'm them, I I, go ahead. Well, I can see it for, for a leadership purposes because he's a vet and the guys they have, they have right now are pretty young. Like you said, both the guys that we were talking about, Lewis and uh, Woozy, he, they both um, rookie contracts. So they're still 26, 25 in that range. Mm-hmm. Peterson is, I believe he's what, 31? Yeah, he's 31. The same yeah, with so Xavier he, Rhodes. Yeah. So, and we saw what Xavier Rhodes did. He, he went to he the Colts, Colts and looked Colts very out. good. Yes, he did. Yeah. So if you could get Peterson on that little contract, and let's say he obviously he's not going to be Pat Pete that we all know, but let's say he does pretty good. He, I mean, you're not going to sign him for a big contract. You're going to sign him for maybe a two year top. Um, and then on top of that, you get the leadership. So maybe he could teach these young guys the in and outs mm-hmm. of the position. So that's just something I, I would think. Um, if if you're going to address that position. That's a big if. Yeah, they're definitely like I said. If I'm, if I'm them, obviously you. Honestly, see, and they also need a tight end as well. You you know what I'm saying? They need a tight end as well. They need offensive linemen. And they have they have some needs. I mean, they're sitting at ten in the draft. I think it's pretty safe to say that they're going they're gonna to go back to their old old uh, recipe and go offensive lineman. I think it's pretty safe to say they'll take an offensive lineman at 10. So now tell me, so with Tyron Smith hitting uh, age in the 30s, do you maybe try to trade or cut him? Because you can save up six mil, maybe cut him. When he's... he's- when he's healthy, he's great, yes. Yeah, when he's healthy, he's literally one of the best linemen in the league. Yes. Uh, you can't trust his health, though. Nope. He's been hurt, like, what, every year, you know, for the past three, four years? Yeah, because uh, in this draft, there's some pretty good tackles. There is. That's what I say. I, that 10th pick has to be safe to go with a, a lineman. Yeah, I, I can see that. So... I think if you draft a lineman, you gotta let Smith go because they have Lael Collins on the other side. They do. Now I know. I mean, something interesting. I'm sure you know they probably aren't even thinking it. But why don't you think about inner division, inner division trade? Let's trade. Turn. Not happen much. They don't. They really don't. That's why I say I know it's not gonna. It's probably not gonna happen. But it's something I would at least entertain. I would give the Eagles a call. You, they just got extra picks. Let me see if mm-hmm. I can get maybe a third or fourth. And Ertz, boom. We both taken hit. Uh, we both taking some salary off our team, and we're taking away a need for both teams. And I'm getting draft capital because just in case Tyra Smith stays healthy and I screw myself. Yeah, I mean. I, I mean, this, ain't, this isn't, at the I, end of the day, it's not Madden. So <laughs> they're not going to look at the trade like we are. Yeah, I, 
I don't see that happening because as far as cap space goes, I I honestly don't don't think it helps really. It, it kind of puts you in the same boat. Obviously, uh, as far as uh, what's it called? Ertz, I mean, Ertz is getting paid less, but I think the cap hit, the dead cap is about the same. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So I don't know how much it actually helps in the, the cap, in the financial area. I mean, the Cowboys right now, like I said, they're in a situation anyways, because once they pay Dak, majority of their space is gone anyways. So they just have to, I mean, essentially for them, they might also be in the same situation as the Eagles. They got to hit on the draft. They're essentially going to have to hit on the draft. And if they can get anybody, you know, for the low or the veterans minimum, they need to make sure those guys are contributors. They don't have to be pro bowlers, but if they can contribute in a positive way, that's a huge plus. Because that may be their only bet for this offseason. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Now, as for the overall outlook, like I said, if they can stay healthy and figure out something on defense, they have the offensive power to win the division. That's hard to say because the Washington Football Club is so tough defensively, and their offense has some young weapons that can be used. But and it's like you said earlier, man, you got to score points in today's league. The rules are meant for the offense in today's league. And the Cowboys are offensively the best team in this division. They, I I have them win a division. I'm just going to come out and say it. But their floor, again, could be another season of six, seven wins. And, you know, but their ceiling can turn around and be 11, 12 wins because they can score so many points. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, it's a big if if they stay healthy. Because on paper, on paper, I feel like they have the best roster in that division. Yeah, in the division, they have the best roster in the division. However, when we saw what happens when obviously your franchise QB goes down, and then same with your whole O-line. So if they can go, like I said, injuries are going to happen. It's of just course. a matter of how significant and who and when. Who, yep, exactly. So, but yeah, like you said, I see their floor. Um, honestly, uh, if let's say Dak plays all sixteen games, assuming he stays, I think with a Dak-led team, no matter the injuries. Unless something like catastrophic happens, like every quarterback or every receiver goes down, um, I see their floor at like probably seven to nine, and then their ceiling, I will say, roughly like what you said, at twelve, thirteen. Minutes. Yeah, about twelve, thirteen. The, the only the only reason why I have the floor a little bit lower, and and that's even with him healthy, is that was a big injury, and we just don't know what Dak we're gonna get right now. We haven't seen shit. You know, ultimately, we haven't seen a damn thing. So that's the only reason why I'm saying that. But when is it going to click for them? When is it going to click for the Cowboys? Uh, That's a good question. They got to find an – I don't know what kind of team they are right now. Exactly. Because remember, remember, they paid Zeke. You thought, okay, this is going to be a run-heavy team. Uh, They're going to just – Pound and ground, ground and pound, and then uh, play action. No, they let basically they went to an air raid. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, it's like, why did you pay Zeke all that money and invest in that that O line to just throw it around? I mean, obviously you want an O line regardless, but but why would you pay a running back that much to basically block? Right. Because, I mean, he's not even going out for catches that much anymore. So, we, they got to find their identity again. They got to – they want to know, are you going to be run heavy or are you going to be air raid or just be balanced? 
Yeah. Yeah, they once they figure themselves out, we'll be able to evaluate them a little bit further. Um, before we move on, really quick, let me introduce this ad. All right. Um, hopping right, right into this. Now we have the Washington Football Club, the division winners. Um, by far the best defense in, the, in this uh, division and arguably the best team in this division. How did they do last year? What what happened with them last year? They won strictly on defense. Uh, offense was an issue. Obviously, Alex Smith came in. He was able to win some games, but they, they were never an offensive juggernaut all season. Uh, and their biggest glaring need to get them over the hump is going to be a quarterback. So that's how a, they do that's it. That's what we're all saying. How they do it is uh, you you basically throw away your future and you go draft uh, or you go trade for Watson. That's how I would do it. Give them three first rounds. I'm fine with that because you have a young team. So they're, they're, a lot of them are on rookie contracts right now. So, I would that, – that's what I would do. Throw the bag and get Watson. All right. And you, uh, let's be honest here. They ain't afford no Watson. <laughs> they can't afford no Watson. Man, they would have to give up every pick they have because their draft pick is so low. It's Three pretty first round. It's pretty safe to say that whoever they trade Watson to has to be high enough where they can take a quarterback this year. And at 19, unless you're taking Mac Jones or Kyle Trask and reaching, they ain't getting no quarterback with that pick. Uh, the Stafford's already gone. You can still inquire about golf if you think he's the guy. Sam Darnold, is he better than Alex Smith? No. At least not right now. It, it, they're in a tough situation. They're in a bind. I know they're probably licking their chops and hoping that Russell Wilson demands a trade because <laughs> maybe, just maybe, you could talk Seattle into a blockbuster deal with him being older. But for them to have to sell out for D-Watt, man, you'd have to give them three first-round picks and you have to give them one of those monsters on the D-line. It's nah, just that simple. I, uh, they are so far back in that first round. Bro, the Bears yeah, called this them. Year, for this the year. Bears, the Bears called them. And they told the Bears that they want Khalil back and they still wanted all those first rounds. Yeah, well, that ain't happening. <laughs> I don't know who who would ever do a deal like that. I really don't. Um, so, one thing that I saw, obviously, division champs, like I said, great defense. They just were lacking. I mean, the running game, Antonio Gibson looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. Gibson's and, nice. They found them one with Gibson. And they got yep. J.D. McKissick. So, I think they found yep. there. That's a good one-two punch. And, the liter and they do need to add another weapon. They have to. Because right now it's Terry McCorn and who? You got Cam Sims. You got Steven Sims. You got who yeah, else? Their, their wide receiver room is very lackluster, to say the least. Yes. So they're going to definitely have to get another weapon. Uh, they The good news is they do have a lot of cap space. So if they wanted to, they could go get one of those top receivers if they wanted to invest in a receiver. Because right now, they have 41 mil. Uh, and you got, let's see, as of right now, you got a whole bunch of young talent. Because nobody on that team is getting paid more than, there's only four, four players getting paid more than 10 mil. Which, I mean, that's, you're set. Like I, I said, I mean, a lot of, a lot of young talent, but exactly, it's coming. Number, you know, it's coming. Yeah, they're gonna have to pay. I mean, that's exactly what happens when you do good in the draft. You end up having to pay people and let people walk. This uh, off season, they have to get themselves Brandon Sheriff locked up because he is a unrestricted free agent. 
Oh yeah, that that should be first and foremost. Yep, they have to get him, and then, and then, like I said, go get yourself a a receiver. Because you still have Alex Smith, <clears throat> and then you got. I don't know why it. What was his name? I forget what his, the quarterback's uh, name was. Oh, the goat, Heineke. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. I forgot his name. <laughs> you and, can't forget the goat. He had. I know he, had a, he had a game. Yeah, Come I, don't on. Know, I don't know if he'll be the starter because Alex Smith. I mean, yeah, he, he lost one over, game. Yeah, he's not starting over Alex Smith. But Taylor Heineke definitely gives you something that. Alex Smith doesn't, and that's mobility. And excitement. Boy, he had yeah. the other edge of my seat. Yeah, he he had the most passing yards against that uh, Bucks defense in the whole playoffs. You know what? Fuck it. I'm buying season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but, yeah, first and foremost, you got Scherf. You got to lock him up. Second yeah. priority would be get get a weapon. I don't care if you have to go get one of the top guys or one of the guys that aren't going to ask for that much, maybe like eight to ten mil. You now, just have to get another weapon. How much salary cap are we looking at with them? Forty-one point eight mil. So they do have some space. Yes, they have a lot of space. And remember, Sherp is going to get paid. Uh, guards, I don't see him getting paid more than I, I think. Seventeen mil is about the highest guard in the yeah. league. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too crazy. But uh, but yeah, obviously you got you got to pay him. Uh, maybe on the defensive side, you do have Darby, who's going to be a free agent. Then Fabian Moreau. I think you got to sign one of them back. You have to sign one, yes. Uh, and obviously with a cap space if they wanted to and just keep the familiar familiarity uh you could probably sign both now they also have some backers out there that they gotta they're gonna have to figure out what they want to do because Which, uh, backers for that they have Ryan Kerrigan who, oh yeah I think you you let him walk I think, I think you're good. I think you let him walk as well. But you also have, you know, Ryan Anderson. Yeah, Anderson looks pretty good. Um, you have to uh, decide what you're gonna do with Ruben Foster. Uh, I think if he's willing to take a minimum, maybe you bring him back. But with all his off-field yes. issues and stuff, I don't think he really chance that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree 100%. Uh, they still got David Sharp, you know, the tackle they got to resign. Yeah, true. So there's some, oh, man, Kevin Pierre-Louis. They got some people that they need to figure out what they're going to do, but they have enough cap space to be able to make the right decisions. Like you said, at the end of the day, first and foremost, is Brandon Scherf that has to be signed. Like, there's there's simply <laughs> no ifs, ands, buts about it. And and like you said, offensive weapons. I, I think you really hit that on the head. A lot of Matt, mock drafts actually have them taking a corner, you know, with that 19th pick, which basically from the sounds of it is them saying, you know, they're not going to bring back Darby and Fabian. You know, that's basically what they're trying to say there. Yeah, I could – I mean – I think it would be you said nineteen they have. Yeah, nineteen. I don't I don't see a receiver worth taking at that pick, to be honest. I mean obviously you got the top three. And then and it's then a huge that, drop it's off. Of, yeah, it's a huge drop off. And that, so that's the only maybe thing. late twenties or second round. So we could possibly see them trading down as well, I think. Yeah, possibly and get some more draft capital. Which I think would be smart because there are teams, you know, that might decide they want to trade up, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, again, for the Washington Football Club, I can very well see them winning the division again. But I think this year they come in second. And I just think 
again, I think the Cowboys will have enough offensive firepower this year that stays healthy <laughs> to come out yep. on top. Um, actually, I see Washington Football Club's floor being actually the highest. I have their floor at seven, eight games, and I have their ceiling at about 10. Like you said, until they get a dynamic quarterback that can stretch the ball a little bit more, I don't see them being groundbreaking yet. Yeah. Yeah, I could uh I could see their floor being, like you said, seven eight. Just because their defense is honestly it's one of the best in the league. Yeah, it's elite. And then uh and then as far as their ceiling I could I could see their ceiling being about eleven. Because how many games did they go eight and eight or nine and seven last year? I think they went eight and eight. Yeah, oh, no. eight and eight. No, they 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 won. I I thought they won nine. They won. Bear with me one moment. Where did they? Oh win? wow, they, they only won seven. seven. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about that. I, oh um, yeah, because they ended up losing but, the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I could see their ceiling being eleven. Because remember, they started Haskins what three, four games. Yep. And Haskins showed he does not belong right now. He still has a lot of work to do. <laughs> Anytime I see Haskins as a starter, go ahead and chalk that up as a nail. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I mean, hey, he went to Pittsburgh. He may learn something. He may get his opportunity with some real weapons. But um, but yeah, as long as they have Smith or Heineke, because Heineke looked like he belonged. It was a small sample size, but he looked like he belonged. Hey, he might have him a couple starts in him, man. Yep. And, uh, and obviously the defense. Defense will always keep you in that game. I agree. I agree. So I, I'm actually pretty excited to see what Washington does because they do have some moves that they should make, you know, both in free agency. We might see them even move up in the draft or even move down. Like, they, they are in such a, a cool spot to be in, you know. Now. And, wait, well, one one last uh, little fun fact. The NFC East in the last – I forget the exact amount of years. I think it's like 15 to 20 or something like that. They have not had a repeat winner. That's interesting. It's a carousel uh, in the division. Yes. Yes, it is. And that's why it's a fun division. It, even when it's doing bad, it's still a fun division. And that's what people, that's what people don't realize. We may not want to see this damn division on TV every fucking primetime chance, <laughs> but it's a fun vision to keep an eye on because like you said it's always so close every year so close as a different winner which brings me mm-hmm. to honestly one of the more interesting teams in this vision because this team showed flashes without their best player the Giants the Giants yep. went on like a, a on a nice little run I, I thought there may be a chance for the Giants to win the division after having a horrible start I for a quick second I was like these fuckers are about to pull this off mm-hmm um, they ended the year horribly, which essentially killed all their chances. But I mean, they still have to be the most interesting because they're one of the few teams. Well, I'm not gonna say few because in that division, just about everyone. But they are one of the few teams in the whole NFL that are a hundred percent behind their quarterback. I, I think they're gonna after Daniel Jones last year. I think they're gonna be sold and they're gonna run with Daniel Jones. Uh, we still have to see. Saquon Barkley back, and if you're going to be sold behind Daniel Jones, just like every other team in the NFL, weapons, weapons, weapons. Evan Ingram cannot stay healthy. Golden Tate will probably not be there next year. Uh, Slayton is a one-trick pony. Stop trying to put him on the outside and make him a number two. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I can Sterling Shepard, uh, as we know, he can't stay healthy since college, so they got to do something there on that offensive side if they want to, if they want Daniel Jones to succeed. Yeah, um, definitely weapons and healthy weapons because 
like you said, injury the injury bug kind of killed them as far as their their uh, receiving core basically. Because you had Darius Slayton, he looked pretty good. Him and Daniel Jones looked like they have good chemistry. Uh-huh. Then Sterling Shepard got in. Obviously, we know what Sterling Shepard is. He, he's a good receiver. But I think they need a real number one. Oh. Uh, I don't know if they get it in the draft. However, I have seen a lot of uh, mock drafts uh, have them getting Kyle Pitts. And what do you think about that if they were to get Kyle Pitts? Okay, now, everyone who knows me knows I'm a huge Kyle Pitts fan, so obviously another that would be a great pick. I'd be pissed because I hope Jacksonville trades up for him. But <laughs> Kyle Pitts would be amazing with them. You give Kyle Pitts can line up as your number one wide receiver or he can line up as tight end. Imagine the two tight end set with a healthy Evan Ingram and a Kyle Pitts. That would give you two of those, basically the most athletic tight ends in the league. Two, two of the top five most athletic tight ends in the league right there. Um, you still have to figure out the wide receiver situation, especially, especially if you're not going to bring back Golden Tate. And they, like you said, even if you do, he's not he's not your number one guy. Uh, maybe he was about three or four years ago, but he's getting older and he's starting to slow down. Uh, Shepard, we all love we all love Sterling Shepard. When he's healthy, Shepard is a dominant slot guy. He can get you nine catches a game with ease. You know, may not be the most explosive nine catches in the world, but he can move those chains. You have to find the true number one. And, I mean, I'm not as down as down to say they don't find that and maybe maybe they trade back into the first round, depending on how the draft shapes up, to get your boy Rashad Bateman. Yeah, that would be a – shit, that would be, that would be real good for them. Wouldn't it? That will be yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, that, that would definitely help the offense. Uh, however, I, I'm going to talk about the defense a little because the defense actually stood out this year. It did. The defense looks very good this year. Yes, and uh, coming up for free agency, though, they have a big decision in Leonard Williams. That is probably their biggest decision of the whole offseason. Uh, bring him back because he's after the season he had, he's going to want pretty good money. He's going to want top salary money. Let's go ahead and be honest. Yeah. He's going to want top salary money. And do you give it to him? I am still torn, honestly. I know earlier today I told you I probably would not do it. But, I mean, and he is a difference maker. He is young. Uh, he's definitely, you know, the reason why your D line was what it is. At the same time, they also have another key D lineman, you know, being a free agent, and that's Dalvin Tomlinson. Yep. They, oh man, yeah, uh, yeah, they got some some big questions to answer in the offseason. Uh, so back to the Leonard Williams top dollar. Okay, if you're going to pay top dollar for a DN, I mean, do you pick Leonard Williams over guys like Shaq Barrett, who just came off of well, he not a career year because the year before was his career year, but. Do you go for someone like Shaq Barrett? I mean, you got Yannick and Gakwe out there. I would obviously take Leonard Williams over in Gakwe. Yes, me too. Uh, you got Bud Dupree, Melvin Ingram, Hassan Reddick, Clowney. Okay. Trey, Trey Hendrickson. If, if, be a big if I decide not to go with big Leonard Williams, I'm going to try to get at least – I'm going to try to get two of those guys that you've named mm-hmm. because Leonard Williams is going to be expensive. And if you yeah. sign him, you're basically saying, big dog, I need you to be Pro Bowl to all pro every year for the next three years. You have to do that. You have to do that. And it's so hard because – there's guys like J.J. Watt who may not – I mean, I, I don't think J.J. Watt will go to the Giants because at this point he's going to be chasing the rings. He's tired of yep. losing. But uh, maybe one of those guys, like you said, I, I, I won't say Trey Hendricks because he's going to ask for a good, a good amount. Um, Short is going to ask for a good amount. 
Shaq Barrett's gonna ask for a bag. Maybe, maybe you can grab Unique, Unique at a good price because I feel like Unique left Jacksonville and got exposed on both teams that he was on after. It showed that one of you running the ball right at him, he's not he's not relevant in the rush, in stopping the rush. Nope. Um, so at that point, you would have to get two because you know Unique is most of the time is going to be your pass rush specialist. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You would have to try. I would try. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. I would try to get two guys for the price of one if I don't keep Leonard. The thing is, you keep Leonard, you already know what he brings. He's not only is he can get in the backfield, but he can rush the passer as well. So, and, and at the same time, if I also sign Leonard Williams back, then I'm going back and I'm telling Dalvin Tomlinson, I, I need you to come back as well. Because since they were already on the team, bird rights don't really affect the salary cap as much. No, they don't. And then on top of that, they know the system. You don't have to learn a new system. Uh, I think I think if you if you bring them back, that's probably the best scenario. Even I think so if too. they're going to ask for good money, because yeah, Leonard Williams, he will ask for top dollar, like you were saying. But <clears throat> but. With some other big names out there, they because they only have eight mil of cap space, and I heard they're gonna cut uh, what's his name, Golden Tate. So that's gonna put up another six mil. So that's fourteen mil, and obviously they're gonna let some other people walk. They're probably gonna cut some other other names that don't really matter. Like I don't know, but but yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be interesting for them. Yeah, that's why I said the the Giants might be one of the more, they might be the most interesting team in this division for the offseason because like you said their defense was already good and if they can all they really have to do is hit on one big piece offensively because you are bringing Saquon back and mm-hmm. and it's not like like you said Sterling Shepard can play Slayton can play Evan Ingram when healthy can play it's not like they don't have guys that can't play they have guys that can't stay healthy so you need just one more guy that you hit on. And you're fine if you're the Giants. I mean, the offense is yeah, that bad, yeah. you know. So, I, obviously, the Giants are still the Giants, and until they show me otherwise, I still have their floor being about five, six games again. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I'm sorry. If Danny Dimes don't develop, if they don't ever find another receiver threat, it's going to be another five, six win season for them. But I think they can – Actually, even turn it around to win about nine games, like you said. If they can keep the keep their defense together, they have to figure out the cornerback situation since they let Janoris leave. They still haven't addressed that. So honestly, I look got, forward to the, well, them. Go ahead. They got they got James Bradbury last year. He looked really good. He did. He did look very good. But and then they also picked up Logan Ryan as well. Now is Logan Ryan already on the solid contract though? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Well, in that case, then they they might be fine at corner. Yeah, they're set. Unless they, unless they cut one for salary cap issues. I no no too much dead cap. If you yeah, cut them, I, yeah. I figured that I wouldn't either, but it, I was just throwing that out there. But yeah, like I said, I, I have their floor at about five, but I have their ceiling at about nine. Because so you do not see a scenario where they win the division? No. Uh, I don't know, man. They look the good. Remember. The division's getting tougher by the moment. It is. It is. And obviously you're going to have people healthy again, which is going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. But remember, they started two and seven. That's why I said they went on a run. That they I was like, started oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then they almost – they were it came down to the final two weeks for them to – Win the division or not? Yeah. So, actually, the last week, if I'm not mistaken, it was the last two weeks because they needed people to lose, and they needed yeah, to win. So. And I think they ended up losing weeks. They lost week 14, 15, and 16, and 17. But I think it was really up to like week 16. They really needed the win, yeah. or they needed the Eagles to win, or something like that. And they ended up just folding. So, yeah. That's oh no. Yeah, because they ended up playing the Cowboys in the last game, and they won anyways. It really came down to the week before oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember uh, when when Nate Sudfeld came in, 
all the Giants fan, all the Giants players and fans were like pissed because it basically was surrendering. Basically, exactly, exactly. You right on that. And then Washington ended up winning Week 17 to seal the deal against the Eagles. I mean, honestly, man, this is – I think this has been a great episode. I mean, you've even taught me some stuff this episode, man. I mean, I am – I'm. we say the NFC least, but, man, I'm actually very interested to see what some of those guys and some of those GMs have in mind for their teams because they are in a situation where they can still stay mediocre, but they also in, in a very good position to take a step forward. I, I see about three teams that can take a step forward into a nine-win season. Yeah. Uh, the only the only team whose offseason is going to be kind of besides the draft, uh, probably the Eagles. the Eagles exactly. Other than yes. the Wentz trade, obviously, but that doesn't help me to make to make big moves this offseason. Right. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what goes there, man. Hey. It's a pleasure having and, – and, and, and I'm sorry, y'all. Since I jumped right into the winch trade – in the winch trade, I forgot to tell y'all. My dog, the $18,000 kid, is here with us. But y'all should already know that. He's here with us every time. Steve-O. <laughs> you know I got to do it. What up, Steve-O? What up, man? <laughs> sorry, late, intro, hey. late intro to the party, but, I mean, it's all good. Hey, come on, man. Better late than never. I still introduce you to the family. That's all it is. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, but it was good to have you on, brother. This was a great show as always. Um, guys, everyone who's listening, remember, we are in the MB8 cast on all social media platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also YouTube. Please like, comment, subscribe, share. However you guys support, we're 110% grateful for. Um, this is all free content, so we definitely love to hear your input, your thoughts on situations, teach us something. We're still, you know, we're still amateurs still trying to learn the games and the rules and such like that as well. So definitely comment, tune in. Let, let's have these conversations. So, hey, Steve-O, we'll see you next week. Yep, obviously. Uh, hey, next what, week. What, what division we got? Next week will obviously be continuing. It's the AFC. The, the offseason. Uh, next week, we have the AFC West. Ooh, Justin Herbert. Hey, you know, I got the Chargers on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to call some reinforcements for that episode as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yep. So we'll, we'll see what we got planned for you guys. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in as always. Steve-O, we'll bless him next week. Yep. Kings, he go crazy.